Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Inspired by Lewis Hyde's beloved classic, The Gift, Creativity and the Artist in the Modern World, Gift is a richly cinematic film interweaving character-driven stories. On North America's Pacific Northwest Coast, a young indigenous artist and a carver undertakes an elaborate preparation for a potlatch to make a name for himself by giving everything away. In Rome, Italy, a factory is occupied by migrant families, is transformed into a living museum, and protected by, by a barricade of art a model of resistance and an invaluable gift. In the pirate utopia of Burning Man, a mutant bumblebee art car distributes money in a post-apocalyptic desert landscape. And meanwhile, in Auckland, New Zealand, an artist by the name of Ling Mingwei prepares to launch Sonic Blossom, a transformative gift of song. And the film is called Gift, and we're joined today by the writer and the director, and that would be Robin McKenna. Robin McKenna, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Well, tell me a little bit about the origins of GIFT. What is the sort of the the backstory behind this wonderful documentary film? Well, the film is inspired by uh, the book, The Gift by Lewis Hyde, which I picked up one day and just kind of fell in love with. Um, it's a book that's really become loved by a lot of artists and writers from Margaret Atwood to David Foster Wallace, Sadie Smith, Bill Viola, um, because it kind of articulates something about the reasons we labor in service of our gifts, you know, the the uneasy relationship between art and money, and it's kind of about the transformative power of art and how um, a work of art can awaken our own gifts. But it's also about the idea of how a gift creates connection and relationship between people, creates community, and can almost be kind of a subversion of the kind of capitalist extractive model. So it kind of wove together a lot of things, this idea of the inner gift, that we all have gifts that want to pass through us and be shared, Um, and then this idea of a gift economy and what it feels like to be in a community that's connected by gifts. The very beginning of the film, and I won't try to quote it, but there's a quote at the very beginning of the film about gift and what it is and, and passing it along. It's not a gift until you pass it along. Yeah. Help, help me out here a little bit on that one. Uh, a gift is not fully realized until it's given away. Yeah, it's a beautiful sentiment, and it is, in fact, the essence of the best gifts you'll get in your life are the ones that came from came from someone's heart, came from someone's experiences, and and them passing along. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, when I read that quote at the beginning, which I'm sorry, I couldn't remember all of, and um, sets up the film beautifully. From the book to making the documentary, let's make that, that journey for you. So you, you love the book. What, in, what, were, what was it about these particular circumstances, these artists that inspired you to approach them about being in the film? Yeah, so part of what I loved about the book is that it talks about these specific situations in anthropology, like the tradition of the potlatch in the Pacific Northwest, which is this indigenous tradition of giving everything away to kind of gain status. 
um, and stories and fairy tales, and then kind of makes the link to the artist's work. And it just, um, the kind of filmmaking I love is more observational and experiential, which is why this is a documentary that doesn't have experts or talking heads. It's really just taking you inside these situations. And what I loved was the poetry of the idea, how he talks about these cultures and these places, and then you realize it's all kind of a metaphor for this idea of the, the inner gift. So I love the idea of trying to create the same kind of poetry through film, of making a film that's kind of about one thing and following people, but also has another kind of metaphorical layer to it. So I wanted to make kind of an essay film, but by following character-driven stories in these four different places. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a weird hybrid of two different things. Like usually an essay film is not a character-driven film, but this film is doing both by kind of weaving in quotes from the book. And um, the pot latch was kind of the starting point because I'm a I'm Canadian. I grew up in Montreal and I live near Toronto. So the pot latch is something that comes from the Pacific Northwest, from the coast of British Columbia, um, you know, and from Alaska all the way down to Washington State. But Lewis talks about it in more of a historical way in the book. So I was curious whether it was still something that was current and contemporary. And I reached out and started looking into that, and I found this young artist and carver in a community called Alert Bay, north of Vancouver Island, who was preparing to do a potlatch to give everything away. And he was like 30 years old and spending four years saving up money to do this kind of elaborate act of giving away his wealth. And I found that to be amazing. Like, I went out there and I met him, and, you know, the fact that he lives, you know, ostensibly in the same country as me, in the same culture, but has a whole set of values that's so radically different from the kind of mainstream. Yeah, that it is a remarkable uh, idea for, especially for people who grow who've grown up as I have, in a Western civilization where the accumulation of assets is how we judge each other's worth. And, exactly. And this is something of a bit of a a point I've been harping on for many years, and that is that the current world situation with uh, where we find ourselves with climate damage, climate change, is that until we figure out another way of defining wealth, we're we're doomed. Exactly. and, And it's funny, I've been talking about it, I just had this conversation with a filmmaker maybe a week or so ago in another interview, and they said, this was actually Jennifer Bashwall, a, a colleague of yours, and yeah. she, she said they are working with other systems that are define wealth differently. And I didn't really understand what she meant. And then along comes your film, which is exactly the kind of thing <laughs> that we were talking about. And now I understand what she was she meant by that. So is is that a fair assessment of this as you see the situation we're in now exactly i mean that's one thing i read in the book that i underlined right away and i loved it when i read it was there have been times and places in history where the big man or big woman in the culture is um is valued not by what they own or what they have accumulated but how well wealth and gifts pass through their through their hands 
or something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like what a radical and beautiful idea. And like, what were those cultures and are those cultures still out there now? And what would the world look like if we thought about it that way? You yeah. know? Yeah. What a reminder, listeners, we're speaking with Robin McKenna. She is the writer and the director of the new film Gift. And Gift is going to be screening here in the Los Angeles area, and I want to make sure I get all of the, the... It's screening at the Monica Film Center, I believe. Let me confirm that to be true. Yeah, uh, the Lamley Monica. Film Center on, in Santa Monica, right there on 2nd Street. So check that out. It's um, on uh, starts today, Friday, uh, October 10th, and we'll run through the week. It's also opening, if you're listening to the sound of our voice, voices... It is opening at the Quad Cinema in New York City, and it will be rolling out from there later on. Uh, it will be at the San Francisco for a special event. This is at the Landmark Clay Theater in San Francisco and rolling out across the country, Portland, Berkeley. So you can find out more about the film at giftforwardproject.com, giftforwardproject.com. By any chance, are you in town for a Q&A in Los Angeles area? Yes, we're doing a special screening on Saturday night with John Densmore, the drummer from The Doors, who's also a big fan of the book and who wrote a book about The Doors Unhinged, about the kind of greed gene versus the gift. So he's actually going to do a short special music and poetry performance before the film. So I think that's going to be pretty and, amazing. And before the film, then you're going to do a Q&A after the film? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Holy, holy shnikey, that is a really <laughs> good idea to go to see this film, especially anyway, period, end of story on that, see Gift anyway, but to see it in a situation where you've got John Densmore from The Doors uh, for the, and I assume this is around the 745 screening, I'm going to exactly gonna yeah. guess, okay, so check that out. Let's go back and talk a little bit, because you did talk about the indigenous artist Carver, who yeah. was uh, in preparing for a potlatch, which I didn't know what it was until I saw this film. I didn't understand what, what that actually meant. Some of the other artistry going on in the film. The the one in Rome looked really interesting. That that was a fascinating uh, bit in the film. Tell us a little bit about how you came across them. I think I just, I was pretty deep into the film at that point, and I was just kind of Googling things related to gift economy this place was an occupied, a former salami factory in Rome that's being inhabited by 200 uh, migrants and precarious workers who don't have homes. Part of a whole movement in Rome that organizes kind of this guerrilla occupied spaces for people because of this housing crisis. Someone had the idea to create this kind of inhabited museum in the space where these people live, and they called it the Museum of the Other and Elsewhere. And the idea was to create like a barricade of art that would protect the building. So some very well-known street artists, established artists, muralists, um, some younger artists have created these incredible murals all around the outside of the factory and all over the walls on the inside. And more art is constantly being added. It's, it's been there for 10 years now. So the idea is they're playing off the value of the art market versus the value of real estate and saying that because they've created this value, this place, they can't be evicted now. They can't kind of destroy what's been created. That's amazing. That's a, that is so brilliant, the, the way that unfolded. Now, that, this, is, this is another part of the film. And I mean, in some ways, the film is about public art 
uh, it as a gift. Although we see people in, in the museum, which is, well, I mean, you know what I mean by public art, right? Just what they yeah, did. Exactly. In, it, it's kind of asking the question, like, where does art belong? Where does art live? And there's one story that's a very established artist, you know, who's done a lot of the big biennales. His name is Li Mingwei. He's a Taiwanese artist who right. does a lot of kind of relational art. And then, you know, the museum and art is kind of the flip side. It's like the art of the streets kind of just blurring the boundaries between art and life. And somebody like Banksy, who who's made a career out of blurring the, the lines in, in the art world. Exactly. And there's actually a, a brief cameo of a Banksy shot, I don't know if you noticed, in San Francisco. Mm. At one point, just in a downtime thing, there's like a short shot of a, a Banksy piece there. You know, the funny thing, this is completely off subject, but I, I had the producer of... Uh, the Banksy documentary, it's Exit Through the Gift Shop. Yeah, I love that song. And it is a great, it's a great documentary in so many ways, but I still don't know if I might have been actually talking to Banksy. I mean, it was a phone interview, so I, he was no one was in the room with me, but with him, as far as I know, no one knows who he is unless that's changed very recently. But it's so interesting about his life is is everything turns on the art because no one can really say oh, that's him, and then they start fetishizing him as a person and all the rest of it. So it, I love this idea of art, public art, the way it interacts with us, and the way it enriches our lives in ways we really don't appreciate often. We pass right by it, a graffitied wall where, or, or, a, or a building or something like that, and it sort of blends in at some point. But we to truly appreciate it, it really enriches our lives. And, and I, I really... I appreciate that. That's one of the, the it it's one of the things that you bring up in the film in, in a very creative way as well. So Exactly. And the idea is like the value of the gift can be so kind of profound. It's something that you can't put a price on, you know. Well, in just sort of in uh closing a little uh on on our conversation and that is how has uh how has this film impacted the lives of the people in it? Now, we have uh I mean, the woman from Burning Man, the artist from Burning Man, that, that's a transient thing. That's something that happens every year. But in terms of the, the, the impact on the people bringing attention to what they were doing, how has that been for them? And have they seen the film? Well, I mean, the film hasn't really been seen that widely yet. So I guess, you know, this is the really the big opening to a wider audience. Um, and no, I have not been back to Rome yet to show the film, but I'm going at the beginning of December. Fantastic. Um, and from what I've heard, the situation has become more precarious there. They're more in danger of being evicted than they were before. So I really hope that the film can help support what's happening there. Well, it is just, it's fascinating. It's beautiful to look at, and it asks, it poses questions that we seriously need to consider as we move forward in, in our, in the, in the progress or lack thereof in our civilization. <laughs> we really have to figure this out. And uh, this film is so beautiful to look at, and it's a, it's an observational documentary. It's a very uh, meditative in in the in your approach to it is that is that a fair assessment of the film exactly i mean there's this idea that the gift moves towards the empty place you know and we have to kind of create space in us for for the gift to come to us you know yeah. so i wanted to make a film that was spacious and that kind of gave people that um contemplative 
um, opportunities. And also the people within the film are posing questions. It's not, I don't mean it to be so observational as to be non-interactive. The people in the film, not only by their actions, but by by their interactions with others in the film, uh, they are posing these questions and laying out in front of you their gifts, which are in fact profound in their simplicity as well as the impact they have on people's lives. Well, Robin McKenna, thank you very, very much for the film, Gift, and uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Thank you so much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.